0: And welcome to the other athletic park. We're in Merrill, Wisconsin for D.C. Everest High School Baseball. I'm Chris Conley and the Evergreens are on the air. Final week of the regular season and the Evergreens are getting ready to play the Merrill Blue Jays. This is a game that is rescheduled after a rainout last week. Senior day for the home team Blue Jays. They'll start their senior Fletcher Ellenbecker and the Evergreens are kind of catching a break here that I thought because of the rain out that Henry Ryman, who is Merrill's number one pitcher would start, instead he's in the lineup He's also their best hitter, but he'll play left field after the Evergreens beat Ryman in one of his starts earlier in the year, 11-3. But on that day, the Blue Jays' defense was not good. They made eight errors, and just hard to win that way. For the visiting Evergreens, who wear their green with the yellow silhouettes and gray pants, Kyler Sapi will lead off and play second base. Hayden Davidowski gets the start for the Evergreens. He'll hit for himself and bat second. Brock Babish is in left field. He'll hit third. Mitch Danielski is the right fielder, batting fourth. Preston Miller's in center field, Sam fifth. Ryman. Nate Langman plays first base today. He'll bat sixth. Chris Wiesman, the shortstop, seventh. Nick Cotter right. catches and bats eighth. Wyatt Miles is at third first base, ninth. For, for the visiting evergreen, Brady, Soppy, Connets. Davidowski, Babish. Danielski, Miller, He'll Langman, Wiesman, Cotter, and Zach Miles. Newman. For the homestanding Blue Jays, in Hill, their blue four, jerseys with white numerals, third, Michael Hill, McRae better. plays center field and bats first. Henry Ryman's in left field, Ray second. Younger brother Sam is at shortstop, third. Connor Courtright will catch and bat fourth. Barry Kranich plays first base fifth. Zach Newman will play right field sixth. Pitcher Fletcher Ellenbecker hits seventh. Jack Hook, the third baseman, eighth. And the second baseman, Brandon Piper, will bat ninth. Now from Athletic Park, the Star-Spangled Banner. It was cold this morning, was it not? A lot of folks woke up with temperatures in the thirties. It's turned into a very nice afternoon. The wind is calm. We're gonna be in the low sixties as we get baseball underway today. Athletic Park's one of my favorite places to visit. This has the same stone masonry work that dates back to the nineteen thirties that we have at Athletic Park in Walsall. And you know, for a big ballpark, they've made this more intimate that We're right up here on the viewing deck. We've got a view right over home plate, just up the first base side. And and it's a fun place to watch a game. And it's so nice, we'll call the game from outdoors today. Oliver Burrows on WJMT for Merrill. He's indoors, and believe me, I've got the better deal today. Bleachers are up close to the backstop. So, I mean, the crowd is, is right here and gets a good view also. I've always liked a big ballpark. That's just me. Athletic Park here in Merrill was built to be huge and they've put a a temporary chain link fence that they've used for years here so it plays like a regular high school field. If it wasn't for the temporary or the chain link wall this place would play 330 down the left field line and 5, 5, in center. And it played very big to right field too. I mean, you could put a full football field here, I'm sure, at some time they did. Nice, historic place that kind of has an intimate feel. I mean, it's in a neighborhood. The river is right behind the left field wall. You can't see it because of the stone wall that forms the boundary of this ballpark. Fletcher Ellenbecker, right-hand senior, taking his warm-up tosses. Here's the Blue Jays' defense behind him. That's Henry Ryman in left field. Michael McRae is in center, and Zach Newman is in right. The infield, Jack Hook is at third. Sam Ryman's the shortstop. Brady Piper is the second baseman, and Brady Kranitz is the first baseman. Connor Cortwright is catching, and Fletcher Ellenbecker has completed his warm-up tosses, and we are just about ready for baseball. Evergreens are going to finish in third place in the Valley Conference, and the Blue Jays are going to finish in fourth. The result of today's game is not going to change the standings. Off of the Here's Soppie Kyler Sapi, who we're rooting for. Second baseman number six, Kyler Soppie. When Sopi started Saturday's doubleheader against Appleton North, he was hitting four twenty-two. Went one for six in the two games and is now below five hundred. Sopi arrives here hitting three seventy-seven. Three games left in the regular season today then Marshfield tomorrow and Thursday, and Soppy needs some hits. Ready to lead off, first pitch is low and outside. Ball one, and we're underway on a really nice Monday afternoon. This is just perfect weather for baseball. If you're not here, you're missing out. You really are. 1-0 pitch. Swing got under it. Fly ball on the first base side. Drifting to foul territory. Fighting the sun and catching is Brady Krenitz. Kyler Sopi, not too selective Fisher that to first time 20. at bat and has popped Davidowski. out. Here's Hayden Davidowski, who gets the pitching start for the Evergreens and will hit for himself. Davidowski had a couple of line drives come off his bat in the losses to Appleton North. Again, Merrill's an easier team than Appleton North. The Evergreens just ran into a couple of really good clubs. First ball swinging, it's over the first baseman's head and down the right field line. Davidowski's got himself a single to start off the first inning for the Evergreens. Left of 40, Brock Bebysh. Yeah, I mean, the Evergreens had three losses put on them Friday and then two more on Saturday for that doubleheader. Courtesy runner's going to come out for Davidowski. Courtesy running for the Evergreens will be Elijah Schmidt. The Evergreens are not going to have their pitcher running the base pads here in the top of the first. Yeah, the Evergreens were no hit by Spash on Friday and then played two games against Appleton North. The first one was competitive. Evergreens lost 5-4 to four with North pushing a run across in the seventh and then nothing doing in the nightcap, which the Evergreens lost, 8-0. First pitch to Brock Babish is down low. Babish hit safely in both games of the Saturday doubleheader and has raised his average to 327. Righty, coming set, coming home swing, hit up the third base line. That is a fair ball into the left field corner right over the bag. Babish is going to have himself a double. There'll be a play on the lead runner at third base. The throw is a little bit to the outside, safe. Babish doubles to the corner. And the pinch runner, Elijah Schmidt, chugs into third base just ahead of the throw from the outfield. Two in scoring position with only one out for the Evergreen. So it's an early opportunity here for D.C. Everest. Mitch Danielski will hit. Danielski, 10 of 46. Merrill keeps the infield back. Danielski could bring in two with a hit to the outfield. He's first ball swinging. It's popped up. Shallow. In right field caught. The Evergreens are going to tag and test the arm of the right fielder. Diving in safe. There's going to be a play at third, and Brock Babish is out there. That brings the inning to a close, but the run scored before the out at third base. So the Evergreens are doubled up on the catch and then the out at third, but the run tags and scores. We've played half an inning. The Evergreens won and the Merrill Blue Jays are coming to bat when we come right back on nine. the game. This is great country, 101.9 W. and a friend Blue jeans and t-shirts who we were we wore it like a name I wish I could go back to those days when the town was the whole world and love was the Hayden Davidowski is the starting pitcher for the Evergreens and he's taking his warm-up tosses here's the defense behind him Brock Babish is in left Preston Miller's the center fielder. Mitch Danielski's in right. Everest infield. Wyatt Miles plays third base. Chris Wiesman's our shortstop. Kyler Sapi at second base. And Nate Langman's playing first. Nick Cotter catching. Righty Hayden Davidowski's completing his warm-up tosses. Not sure how far Davidowski goes today. The Evergreens do have a game Tuesday. That's tomorrow over at Simon Field. Home game against Marshfield. Last place team. I would think that that's Nate Langbin's game tomorrow. Leading off for the Blue Although Jays Brock Babish, yeah, it's got to be Langbin. Day. Babish pitched on Saturday. 11, and Michael then Babish and to pitch in the road game on Thursday, I would imagine. Here's Michael McRae to lead off for the Blue Jays, trailing 1-0. Blue Jays have been above 500 for most of the year, and then in the last week have drifted below 500 for the season. First pitch, outside corner, strike one. Blue Jays arrive here with 11 wins and 12 losses. I mean, just visually, the Blue Jays are a better team than a year ago, and they may be playing better baseball next year. They have only five seniors. Short fly, left field, falls in front of the Everest left fielder, Brock Babish, Michael McRae. Leads Let's the Blue Unlimited Jays off with a single. Henry Ryman. Henry Ryman's the dangerous bat in the Blue Jays lineup. In conference play, he's been, uh, been above 400. In fact, the stat sheet that I saw earlier today in conference games, only the Evergreens' Kyler Sapi hitting better. First ball swing, pitchers got it. To second, there's one. On to first, not in time. Bounced up off the plate, well played by Davidowski, the pitcher, and the Evergreens first erased the lead 13, runner. Sam Ryman. So Henry Ryman is aboard on a field of choice, and here's sophomore Sam Ryman. Righty to righty here. And Davidowski checks that runner at first, comes set, and coming home. Up up high and outside, ball one. Yeah, this morning, cold and windy. I brought my windbreaker with me when I left the house. Not necessary at all. In fact, it's too hot to have a jacket on right now. Runner takes a lead, popped up, foul ground over our viewing porch, and onto the neighbor's garage behind home plate. The neighborhood homes around Athletic Park are so close. If they charged 50 cents for each foul ball that they return, they'd have a cookout by the end of the year. Easy. Curve drops in. That's a strike. A ball and two strikes now to Sam Ryman. Yeah, this is cute. The neighbors behind our viewing deck have a perfectly manicured backyard and have a dog that was out before, too. Teach him how to fetch foul balls. One's fouled off. We stay at one ball and two strikes. I would like my great Dane Argos. I'd love to take him to the ball games and teach him how to growl at bad calls. Oh, Argos thought that was fair. 1 2 pitch here. Davidowski in the driver's seat, coming home. His curve stays inside. Sam Ryman had to duck underneath that. Two balls, two strikes. And I think the Evergreens have some relief pitching available should David Vidowski get into any trouble. Soppy would be ready to come out of the bullpen. Wyatt Miles, too, although he pitched on Friday. This has popped up foul ground. There's room for a play. Catcher Nick Cotter calls off first baseman Nate Langman, and it's Cotter who makes the catch in foul territory for the second out. Catcher number 21, Connor Courtright. Here's Connor Courtright. You know, it's hard for us to judge how Merrill is this year. We've seen them only once over at Simon Field. And the Merrill defense was just not good that day. Yeah, the Evergreens, too, have had some games where their defense has been shoddy. And it's just hard to win when you're struggling in the field. Fastball outside, ball one to Connor Cortwright. Two outs and a man on first for the Blue Jays. The Evergreens have an early one nothing lead. Yeah, the Evergreens' goal this week, to a man. They want to close out the season with three wins. Runner takes a secondary lead, swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Yeah, the Evergreens have an 11-3 win over the Blue Jays from earlier this year, so you're playing for a season sweep. The Marshfield Tigers have only two wins the entire season, so the Evergreens are looking for good things. Runners going, hit and run on, caught on a line by the pitcher, Hayden Davidowski. That came back like a bullet through the box. Davidowski gloves it. If he didn't make a play on that, that ball was ticketed towards center field, so theft on the pitcher's mound. Davidowski retires Corpright, and the inning is over. Blue Jays get a leadoff single but get nothing from it. We've played one inning. D.C. Everest one, Merrill nothing on 93-9 the game. Would you try a beer called This is Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza? Yeah, a little wordy, right? Well, Magnifying Brewing Company, they're out of Fairfield, New Jersey. Uh, They created a new craft beer called This is Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. That's the damn (laughs) name. The beer's description reads, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza is a 5% smoothie sour. They said this ultimate fruit punch sour... And the smoothie sour is thick and pulpy and condition. To the top of the second we go. My name's Chris Conley, voice of the DC Everest Evergreens. Evergreens play their senior night game over at Simon Field tomorrow. 5 o'clock start, so come on out. Bring your appetite, too. WDZ. Evergreens will be on the road at Hackman Field in Marshfield on season. Thursday. And then the playoffs we arrive. Win win we, win win win. Win. we know who the Evergreens' opponent will be. Evergreens play Division One. Merrill plays Division Two in the playoffs. So these teams would not meet postseason. The Evergreens will get a home game a week from tomorrow against Walsall West. By the way, Walsall West appealed that. West is going to finish ahead of the the Evergreens in the standings. The Evergreens were seated ahead of West because Everest has a better record against sectional opponents. But you can argue that. You can argue that all night, right? Anyway, for whichever team was going to go on the road, it was going to be a short road trip. Preston Miller to start for the Evergreens here. So the Evergreens at home in the playoffs, the winner of that game, uh oh, gets the number one team in the bracket. The winner will go on the road against Eau Claire North and will play at Carson Park on Thursday. Talk about that in just a minute. Here's Preston Miller. First ball swing, and it's hit to the shortstop. Sam Ryman's got it. Throws high. Brought him off the bag. No, came down on it. He's out. That's the right call. Throw is a little bit high. Brady Kranitz, the first baseman, left the bag for a moment but landed back on the sack before Preston Miller got there. Almost a high throwing error. There's the first out. Yeah, the Evergreens, to try and get the bats going, have been more aggressive early in the count so far today. Here's Nate Langman. Line drive hitting that double header up high to Nate, ball one. That was Langbin's 10th hit of the season. 10 for 43 for sophomore Nate Langbin. Ellen Becker coming home. That's a fly ball down the left field line. It's in foul ground. It's going to go to the other side of the chain link fence and out of play, one and one. Evergreen's got a run on a sacrifice fly. Mitch Danielski lifted one to right after the run had scored. Merrill got an out to end the inning over at third base. 1-1 one, one pitch. Ellen Becker to Langbin fouls that back into the screen. A ball and two strikes. Ellen Becker's been around the plate so far, so that's good. In high school baseball, the walks, the free passes just sink you. Hayden Davidowski for the Evergreens has also looked pretty good in his first inning of work. A ball and two strikes. Coming home. Fly ball again. Foul ground. There's room for a play. Pitcher in foul territory makes the catch. No, has it go off his glove. Oh. Should have been an out. You know, the first baseman probably has an easier play on that ball. Pitcher called for it, and Fletcher Ellenbecker had it bounce off the heel of his glove and then land in foul territory. So, a bonus pitch coming up to Nate Langman, who should be back on the bench. Instead, it's a ball, two strikes again, coming home, checked his swing, and that's up high, two and two. So, again, Langman with one out. We'll see at least one more pitch. And that's up high, count goes full, in danger of losing Nate Langman. You know, in some ways, baseball is the perfect game, but when you get only three outs, you can't give a team four outs in an inning. It just tilts the game out of balance, and that's what barrel has got to overcome in this spot. 3-2 pitch, that would have been a strike, instead it's fouled off over the Blue Jays' dugout and out of play. So with new life, this is becoming a pretty good at-bat for Nate Langbin. Nate's going to see a seventh pitch in this sequence. 3-2. Ellen Becker's coming home. Walked him. Pitch is low and outside. So there you go. Should have been a second out. Instead, Nate Langbin's aboard first base for Chris Wiesman. Chris has got the sanitaries up extra high today, just below the knees. What a look. Chris Wiesman, for the season, is hitting 9 of 48. That's only 188. But Wiesman, towards the second half of the year, has been hitting a lot of line drives. The average hasn't reflected it. It's outside for a ball. It's again, Ellenbecker now with that man on 1st He's got a kind of slide step home, so the mechanics change in this spot. Langbin, not a threat to run. 1-0 pitch. Hit up the middle. Behind second base and through. Pitcher tried to get his glove down on that, but it was hit too hard. Ellenbecker didn't have the reflexes to get it, and then right over second base and into center field. Runners at first and second with one out. Here's Nick Cotter. Cotter had been the coldest of Evergreen's batters. I mean, For a long time in the season, his average was below 100. But Cotter had a 2-for-3 game against the tough pitching of Appleton North. So maybe towards the end of the season, one of these bats is getting hot. I mean, you're not going to hit below 100 and play ball every day. There are just more hits in you than that. Cotter takes the breaking ball outside corner, strike one. Yeah, I mean, for all the uh, struggles at the plate, and Nick Cotter's going to keep playing because he's the Evergreens' only catcher, only varsity-level catcher. And this ball is lined up the middle. Another hit for Cotter. The Evergreens are going to try and score the run from second. There'll be a play at the plate. No, it's cut off. The run scores 2-0. The trail runner is caught in a pickle and is tagged out. Oh, that's the second Everest out on the bases. But the Evergreens on Nick Cotter's RBI single build their lead to 2-0. 15, Wyatt Miles. It was the trail runner, Chris Wiesman, caught between second and third. So Nick Cotter is three of his last four and gets himself an RBI. Wyatt Miles now to hit. Evergreens want a courtesy runner. And you know what? Nick Cotter, smart... When he saw the lead runner in front of him caught in the rundown between second and third, he moved up to second base, just like he's supposed to. So with two outs, there's a runner in scoring position still with a 2-0 lead. Let's see if Wyatt Miles can cash him in. Wyatt's hitting number nine today. Cutter is low, ball one. Wyatt this season with nine RBIs. Hit to the outfield, gives him ten. Coming home, high, and in. Two balls and no strikes. Again, Fletcher Ellenbecker's got to know, or his catcher's got to remind him, or someone from the, this is the number nine hitter, this is the out you want. Kyler Soppy, much better hitter, waits on deck. So you want to end the inning right here. 2-0 pitch. Time called. Wyatt Miles asked for it just before Ellenbecker was ready to deliver. Yeah, because the Evergreens need a hit to the outfield to bring that runner in from second. Why? It's going to have the green light at two balls and no strikes. Coming home. Inside-out swing and a fly ball to left center. Kind of a long run. Left fielder is over and makes the catch. Had enough hang time for Henry Ryman to get over there and make the catch. The Evergreens get two more hits, and it's a walked batter that comes around to score. Going to the bottom of the second inning, our new score is D.C. Everest 2, Merrill Blue Jays nothing on 93-9, the game. Bottom of the seconds on from Athletic Park. Blue Jays find themselves down by two against senior Hayden Davidowski. This is Chris Conley. Mother Nature's given us a nice one. For all those cold and unpleasant days in April, this is one of these days in May we're being repaid. The Evergreens got a run in that second inning that they should not have had. Nate Langman, it looked like he had fouled out that he was walked, and he's the runner that came around to score for the Evergreens. Unearned run. And the Evergreens have a 2-0 lead. the Jays 5, 6, and 7 in the Blue Jays batting order to hit. Brady Krenitz will try and start Merrill off. He's one of the seniors. Brady's a big kid. Looks like he could send one for a ride. Got the orange bat, the creamsicle. Strike one. You know, before they put the temporary fence in here, I mean, this ballpark played big in the 70s or maybe early 80s, but high school players were playing with wood bats back then. Inside-out swing here, and this is well hit. It's into the gap in right center field. Almost rolls to the wall. It's a stand-up double to start the Blue Jays off. I thought for a moment that Brady got underneath that. That ball carried out to right center field. One in between Preston Miller, the evergreen center fielder, and Mitch Danielski, the right fielder. The grass is tall, both in the infield and outfield, so balls are not rolling to the wall here at Athletic Park, but still more than long enough for a double. Zach Newman to hit. Senior looking to pick up senior here. First ball swinging, fouled off down the first base side, out of play. Both teams, the approach at the plate has been swing and be aggressive early in the count. It's good, too. Moves the ball along. Runner squares to bunt here. Puts it down. Pitcher off the mound. Only play to first. The runner does not advance from second to third. That's got to be a missed sign. Oh, my. I mean, there's a bunt. Pushed off the pitcher's mound. Davidowski's got to come off the mound to field that. And even if it's a missed sign, you want Kranitz to be alert enough to see where that ball is and to take off the once order. the throw Fletcher goes over to first. That may have been an intended sacrifice, but it's not. Fletcher Ellenbecker, the pitcher. Pitch is way low, stopped by Nick Cotter. The runner does not advance. That's a weird spot to put the sacrifice down to. You've got a off double. So, I mean, moving the runner from second to third, I don't know about that. You're looking for a hit to the outfield. Bring that runner all the way around. Just off the outside corner. Two balls, no strikes. So, here's the Blue Jay pitcher looking to help himself with his team trailing 2-0. High school is going to be the only level of baseball left where the pitchers hit for themselves. Down low, three balls and no strikes. You look at high school, minor league baseball, it's all DH now. First time that Davidowski's been behind in the count. Here's his 3-0 pitch, bends that one in. Ellen Becker is taking and takes a strike. One out, runner on second for the Blue Jays. Coming home at 3-1, this is fouled off. Well, in on the fists. So Hayden Davidowski has battled back to three balls and two strikes. Righty to righty matchup. Wyatt Miles, the third baseman, is in a step. Everyone else is back. Three, two, pitch. Call, strike three on the outside corner. Maybe that was a little generous on the outside, but you know what? It's too too close to take. You got to protect in that spot. Fletcher Ellenbecker has struck out. They're two down. Davidowski's got a chance to work out of this. Jack Hook will hit now. First pitch to Davidowski. That's up high. Ball one. The inning started off with a well-hit double from Brady Kranitz, but there he is still at second base. Hasn't advanced an inch. Now there are two down. Davidowski set, looked back at the runner, coming home here, bounces outside. And good stop by the Evergreens catcher, Nick Cotter. Cotter all year has been a good defensive catcher for the Evergreens. He's got the scars to show it, too. Cotter has caught almost every game, including you know, both halves of doubleheaders. He's been banged up this season. There's a strike. Lively fastball, too, from Davidowski. Glove pops, and it's two balls and one strike. Hook hits 8th in the Blue Jays order. So we're looking for the bottom part of the order to pick him up here. And Again, Davidowski wants to throw strikes in this spot too. Don't want to be giving up walks in the bottom part of the lineup. It's down low, 3-1 and now. Hook probably has the green light to swing away. Again, it's going to take a hit to the outfield to bring that runner from second in. He is hitting right back to the mound. Davidowski snags it. He gives up a leadoff double and it does not hurt him. Retires the next three batters to get out of the inning. Two complete. D.C. Everest 2, Blue Jays nothing on 93-9 the game. On a beautiful Monday, the game's been moving right along, too. We're up to the top of the third, and the Evergreens at the top of their order up. Kyler Soppy, Hayden Davidowski, and Brock Babish. Kyler Soppy, I know, listens to all of the podcasts, and, and why not? Leads the team in hits. Nothing like hearing you do something. But then Soppy was one for six in the Appleton doubleheader, and has fouled out his first time up. I told big Kyler big not big to worry. I think he he's going to feast the on the pitching inning. in the final week of the Second season. Second baseman, number six, Kyler Soppy. A 400-year at the plate is still within reach for Kyler Soppy, but, I mean, he needs a couple of two-for-three games, three-for-four. He's the leadoff batter, so he could get an extra chance to hit through any of the ballgames. Soppy is ready to get the Evergreens going. A run in the first and a run in the second. Let's see what the third inning holds. It starts off with a breaking ball that's outside. Ball one. Everstone's the hit column, four to two. Ellenbecker, leg kick coming home. That's down low. Two balls and no strikes. Kyler's got a good eye. I mean, he gets on base a lot. But uh, boy, Love the opportunity to hit in this spot. Soppy's ahead, 2-0. Hitter's spot here, and that hit him. Came inside and hit Kyler Soppy, so he'll go down to first base as a hit batsman. Hayden Davidowski singled up the middle his first time up. He'll take his turn. It's kind of weird. Davidowski throws right handed but hits left handed. Runners going. Pitches outside. Throw down to second. He is out at second base. <laughs> bang bang play. Looked like the ball got there just a little bit before Soppy and he is judged to be out. Lead off base runner erased. It's the third out the Evergreens have made on the bases in this ballgame. Hoping that that doesn't come back to haunt you. Outside. Two balls, no strikes. Let's see. Something fell. That's my my quick trip cup. Thank goodness it's empty. Got to push fluids for a day like this. Yes, sir. 2-0. Davidowski in a hitter spot. Swings and fouls it back. Mm, I think he'd like that one again. Got a lot of the plate just above the belt. Two and one. Not a lot of room behind home plate here at Athletic Park. I mean, for as big as the outfield once was, dugouts and the area between home and up the baselines all close. Not a lot of room. Two, one pitch. Up high. Three and one. Brock Babish had a double to the left field corner. He waits on deck. See if there could be someone on base for him. 3-1 pitch, coming home, and that's a swing and a miss. That was too close to take two, but that was more on the outside corner, so that was going to be a borderline pitch. Instead, the count fills up. Ellen Becker, coming home, swing, fouled off, did it hit him? Foul ball, foul ball. Came all the way inside. Davidowski took a swing at it and then judged to be foul. A lot of times, though, with the with the ceramic bats now, you hear that ping. You hear that distinctive, unusual sound. Didn't hear it there. But here we are. Three balls, two strikes coming home again. Fly ball to center. Right at the center fielder, Michael McRae. Didn't have to move an inch. Hayden Davidowski has popped out. Two outs and no one on for Brock Babish. Brock hit one just over the third base bag and into the left field corner first time up. Hits here with the bases empty. Swing and a miss. That cutter down low. You know what? A pitcher's got to adjust for that. If it's going to be a free swinging game, if everyone's going to be aggressive early in the count, you bet, throw something off speed. See if you can get a strike on a pitch that's difficult to hit or outside the strike zone. That's what Ellen Becker did just there. That one's tipped back into the catcher's glove, and Babish is down, no balls and two strikes. Yeah, a lot of game within the game in this 2-0 ball game as we play the top of the third. Pitch to Babish, that one's way outside. So, I mean, Ellen Becker's pitching it by the book. You get ahead there. And then the next pitch at 0-2 was not supposed to be in the strike zone. That one wasn't, and Brock laid off. Babish has a good eye. I mean, he's a fellow pitcher playing left field today. 1-2 pitch. That's hit on the ground to third. Third baseman Jack Hook has it. Throws across the diamond, and Brock Babish is retired. That's a three-up, three-down inning for Fletcher Ellenbecker. He was aided by a caught stealing at second base. Blue Jays coming up to the bottom of the third. They trailed 2-0 on 93-9 the game. Another inning of work for Hayden Davidowski as we go to the bottom of the third. The Blue Jays have nine, one, and two in their batting order coming up to hit. Calling the game from outside on a nice Monday afternoon. Surrounded by what looks like a friendly group of Merrill Blue Jay fans. I haven't thrown anything yet, we appreciate that. Funny as we go around the Wisconsin Valley Conference. When we do games in Warsaw, at east or west, fans are always friendly. Uh, Marshfield, yeah. <laughs> and then Friday night when we were down at Spash, doing that game from outside too, it was a really really nice Friday night. And there's a lady who came to the game alone. She was the grandparent of one of the Spash players. So can I sit down next to you? Sure, sure, no problem. We were doing it on a on a bench outside. And after two or three innings, she'd had enough of me. She got up and left. Here's Braden Piper to lead off for the Blue Jays. We were chatting between innings, Then she wanted to watch that no-hitter unfold from somewhere else. Davidowski's first pitch to start off the bottom of the third is up high, ball one. Just a little bit of a breeze, but Mother Nature is not impacting this game not a single bit today. 1-0 pitch on the outside corner. That's a good spot for Hayden. Evens at one ball and one strike. Blue Jays have someone playing long catch in left field. Tried to come back with the same pitch, but that one's a little bit off the outside corner. Two balls and one strike. Again, Everest pitching coach Josh Nielsen, you can be sure, lets Hayden Davidowski know that he's thrown to the number nine hitter here. Ground ball to short. Wiesman over to his right, goes under his glove. Lead-off base runner aboard. You know, if Chris Wiesman picked that cleanly, he's still moving to his right away from the base. So that would be a long, long throw. Wait to see if that's going to be an error or a hit. We'll see how it's posted. I would score a hit. But we'll see. Here comes Michael McRae. Indeed, in the press box, they agree with my assessment. That's a leadoff hit for Braden Piper. Michael McCray singled to start off the ballgame, takes a strike. The Blue Jays have had the leadoff man aboard in all three innings, yet no runs. Evergreens lead 2-0 in a game that sure feels like it could go either way. 0-1 pitch, swing and a miss. McCray took a big cut, down on the count 0-2. In the games that I've seen, McCray has played a nice defensive center field. Obviously has some speed in the leadoff spot here. Got that man at first with nobody out. And now it is McCray who asks for time. Steps out, and we're ready to go again. McCray wears the high blue sanitaries. Seems like that's the look of all the fast players, right? Swing and foul back. We'll stay at no balls and two strikes. Yeah, Just a little bit of a breeze keeps this cool. I mean, it just feels like outside. The temperature is still rising. That we're supposed to be in the low 60s feels a little warmer than that right now. No balls, two strikes. Runners going. Pitches up high and retreats. Sure what was going on there. Hit and run. Braden Piper took like a secondary lead, then stopped and went back. Pitch was out of the strike zone, one and two. Coming home, again, secondary lead. Cutter is breaking off the plate for ball two. Balls are two, strikes are two. I mean, the Blue Jays have had enough traffic that it's surprising they haven't scored yet. Seems like they have runners on for the entire ball game. This swing at a bad pitch, strike three. Pitch was down low in the dirt, and Michael McRae is struck out for the first out of the inning. Hard one, but down low. Henry Ryman. Left field, number 24, Henry Ryman. Left-handed bat. Ryman has thrived against Wisconsin Valley Conference pitching this season. He bats with one out and a runner on first. Bouncing ball to the right side. Second baseman Soppy's got it and gets it over to first. Ryman not patient at the plate there. Swung at the first pitch and bounces out. The runner does advance to second. But there are two down. It's up to Sam Ryman. Again, the Blue Jays will need a hit to the outfield. There's been no timely hitting for Merrill yet in this game. Second inning ended with a man left in scoring position in danger of that happening here. Swing and a miss. Again, you know what? What's been Davidowski's trend here? Very often the first pitch has been something hard and low out of the strike zone. Blue Jays have been swinging and missing at those pitches. Oh, one pitch. On the outside corner, strike two. Davidowski spotted his fastball low and on the outside black. Make a living there. No balls and two strikes. Will the Blue Jays strand another on the bases? Coming home at 0-2, bounced off the plate, rolling up the first base side. That's uh, better get that in foul territory, foul ball. The Evergreens were letting that ball roll, and you know what? It was starting to bend back towards the foul line fair. Nick Cotter needed to pounce on that and get it, and he did, in foul territory. If that stays in play or rolls back into fair territory, there's not going to be an out recorded on that. It's a coachable moment. The ball's rolling slow like that. You knock that ball out once it's in foul territory. 0-2 pitch. On the outside corner, just missed. Sam Ryman living dangerously there. He'll see another, a ball and two strikes. That outside corner has kind of been in play for both pitchers. One ball, two strikes, two outs, swing, and a hit through the left side. Are the Blue Jays going to try and score a run? No, they hold up the runner at third, and the throw was up the line. Mm. If the Blue Jays were willing to roll the dice, I know you don't want the third out to be made at home, but the throw from left fielder Brock Babish was well up the line. That runner at third would have come around to score. I mean, coulda, shoulda. You have no way of knowing what kind of throw you're going to get from the outfield. Instead, a two-out hit, and now there are runners at first and third. Connor, Courtright, your cleanup hitter. And again, if you gamble and you're thrown out at the plate, not only does the inning end, but you deny your cleanup hitter a chance to hit here. So I, I get the thinking. First and third, two outs. The first pitch to Courtright is outside, ball one. Hayden Davidowski's been able to navigate the hits that he's allowed. Hasn't walked anybody. No errors behind him. One ball, no strikes. High strike, one and one. It's right at the letters. Cortright stepped out for a moment. Now he's ready to go. Righty to righty. One, one pitch. Swing and a miss. He's over the top of that. And it's a ball and two strikes. So again, Hayden Davidowski is one pitch away from bringing the bottom of the third to a close. So Cortright's got to shorten up and try and make contact with two strikes. And that is on the outside corner. Strike three called. And the inning comes to a close. Dave turns away the Blue Jays again. Three complete. Our score remains D.C. Everest 2, Merrill nothing on 93-9 the game.